listening to To The Spirit Podcast. Hi, friends, and welcome to The Spirit. I'm Beck. And I'm Steph. Hey, Steph. Hey, Beck. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good now that I've had my five-hour energy shot. Oh, me too. I'm starting to feel it. My first one in my whole lifetime. Me too. It tasted like crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you feel energetic, though? I actually feel a little pepped up I after do, too. That. I do, too. I'd be happy. That doesn't happen often. I'm a little hot. <laughs> I was up last night with the with the hot flashes, too. Oh, jeez. You know, it ain't easy being a woman. It is six degrees outside, and I needed the window open. <laughs> What world is this? <laughs> <laughs> so I have to tell you about my mom last week. She called me and she said, oh, my God, something really horrifying happened. She lives way out in the woods, rural. She lives in UFO country. It's UFO not- <laughs> country, backwoods, <laughs> evening time. And she's hearing. Over and over repetitively. And she's like, what the hell? Who is this? And her husband was not home. He works, works all different hours. So she goes to the door and she looks out the peephole and all she could see is the top of a head. So this person had to have been short. So she's starting to freak out. She runs to her bedroom, opens up her gun safe and grabs a gun. Oh, my God. (laughs) Mama's packing. You know, you live out there. You kind of have to. So she goes to the door. She's ready to shoot to kill. What do you think she thought it was? I was thinking black eyed kids. That's exactly what she was thinking. (laughs) (laughs) And weirdly enough, that's what this show is about. But no, it ended up being... My stepdad being an asshole, (laughs) he thought it was hilarious to scare the crap out of my mom. He's lucky he didn't get shot. I bet your mom said, you son of a bitch. (laughs) son of a bitch. I think she probably did. (laughs) But what happened was I think mom has heard about the BEKs, the BECs, the BEPs, and it's just scarred her as much as it's scarred others. It's a scary subject. It's one of those subjects that when I have heard it on other shows, I have a hard time listening to it because it's always at night and you're like, please yes. God, don't It's haunting. Yeah. And I start getting paranoid because they knock on windows, doors, like they knock on the side of the house. It's creepy. Yeah. But we're going to talk about that. Let's talk about it. All right. First, let's get into the 10 facts about the black eyed kids or the BEKs. So you have BECs, which is black eyed children. You have BEKs, which is black-eyed kids, and then you have BEPs, which is black-eyed people. I've even heard of black-eyed elderly and black-eyed adults, but we'll just go with BEKs. Ten facts about the black-eyed I've heard of black-eyed peas. I've heard of me too. (laughs) Black-eyed kids will look like normal human children between the ages of 6 and 16, but with pale skin and completely black eyes. Scary. Pale skin, black eyes, that's... Pale skin is scary, too. It is. But with black eyes, there's that contrast. Additionally, people who have been in close proximity to black-eyed kids report a feeling of unease that washed over them. While nothing about the children's appearance, aside from the eyes, genuinely frightened the people, they still report feelings ranging from anxiety to terror 
at their presence. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, another bullet point is some people have reported seeing black-eyed kids that have talons for feet or other demonic attributes, but most sightings are seemingly normal children. I never heard about the talons. There's a lot of stories I read about Marian apparitions, and there's been some false Marian apparitions where the devil has tried to look like the Virgin Mary to some people, but they said they would always be one little weird thing off and it would be like... A talon? Like, yeah, like long fingernails or like different feet that look like animal feet. Oh, that's crazy. He couldn't completely transform himself, I guess. Black-eyed kids are also commonly described as wearing dated clothing or dressing in a manner that is not typical of a normal child of their age. Now remember these because this is all going to tie into these creepy ass stories we're going to talk about. Black-eyed children always ask for something. It is always something that involves being in closed quarters with you. They will ask for a ride in your vehicle or to enter your home to use the phone. My sister Gabby, she this was back in the 90s, and uh, we always used to go with my dad to this. They called it the Scottish Games here in Syracuse, but now they've called it the Celtic Festival. But at the time, it was called the Scottish Games. We all met over at the Scottish Games, a place where they hold the festival. And it was very hot. It's in August when they have it, so it was pretty hot. My sister Gabby, when she got there, she's like, I had the weirdest experience She's like, these kids came to my door. It was like about three kids. She says, she can't remember if it was two girls and a boy, but she you know, one of them was a boy. Doesn't remember any black eyes or anything like that. But she said they kept on asking her to come into the house. Which is a sign of the yeah. BEKs. They just wanted to come in and they kept on saying, we'll give you a tarot reading or we'll read your palm. So when she kept on refusing the kids... And saying, no, I don't, I have to leave somewhere. You know, and she knew the kids in the neighborhood. She'd never seen them before in her life. And she was very insistent, wouldn't let them in. Then she arrives, you know, she's telling me this while we're at the Scottish Games. She wore like a white blouse and she wore like a plaid skirt, like a kilt. A lot of people do that there. She was like blazing hot. She's like, I got to go home and change. No one else was complaining of the heat, but she was just complaining. She's like, I have to go home and change it. I'm too hot. So she goes home. And when she gets to her house, she has to unlock the door. And when she gets inside, all four burners on her stove were red hot and on. so freaky. Yeah. And she's like, I did not leave these on. And she's kind of like a worrywart. She would have checked something like that anyways. But it's one of those things where she definitely connected it to those kids. It was such a weird experience. Yeah. She said she can't remember if they had black eyes, but... I think you would remember that, but maybe she didn't see them. Sometimes they hide their eyes or they put their head down or there's bangs over her hat or something. But she says they were just really insistent on coming in and... You know, she said they seemed real to her. They didn't seem like ghostly or anything like that. That's what they said in the bullet points. Yeah. Another bullet point is there are no reported stories of what happens when you let a black eyed kid into your vehicle or home. All stories come from people who have eerie feelings that made them flee from the children. That's not true because there are some stories in here that I found, at least one, where someone let them in. The earliest sighting of a black eyed kid was from a journalist, Brian Bethel, in 1996. Although I heard stories that date back to the 50s. The story has been added to internet creepypasta lore. But to this day, Bethel insists that the incident was real and happened the way he reported it. In 2014, a British paper reported that sightings of black-eyed kids around the world were rising. And theories about the black-eyed kids are that they're vampires, aliens, or of a demonic origin. And I have to say that it fits kind of all three. Yeah, I could see that. Probably because of my, you know, religious, I'd be like, oh, that's demonic, you know, but. The pale skin, though, and the black eyes kind of is vampiric and to be have to ask to be let in. Like, 
Will you let us It in? is like the vampire yeah. war. You know, yeah. you have to be let in your house. That's so spooky. It is Never so thought spooky. about that t- until now. Right? The Iroquois Indians believed in a dark power called the Otkon. I think I'm saying that right. O-T-K-O-N. That could take over children and an evil one who would mate with human females to produce black-eyed, chalky-skinned children. These children were killed by the tribe soon after birth and burned to stop them from resurrecting. Children wandering alone in the woods could also be taken over by the Otkon and would reemerge with black eyes and pale skin acting nervously while repeating themselves over and over. Their goal was to destroy the tribe and infect all the people with Otkon. Wow. Never heard of that. And just to think that there's actually a folklore based on this, which is kind of weird. I didn't know about that one either. Yeah. This might be the newest article I came across. There's a photo. Creepy female photographed at Heaton Park Lake, Manchester, UK. This was from July of 2019. I was on a rowing boat with my niece and son. My 15-year-old son saw her on the other side of the lake straight away and said, Mom, I don't like her. I told him not to be silly. 20 minutes later, I got freaked out because she'd not moved a muscle. So I rowed over to her, like rowing the boat. Mm -hmm. I was horrified. Her mouth was wide open and black, as were her eyes. We sat in the boat for 10 minutes, completely mesmerized. She did not move one single inch. She had on an old nurse's dress with no shoes. The kids started to get upset and scared. My son hung his head over the boat saying she made him feel sick. I tried to calm them by saying it's a statue and somebody's idea of a prank. I started to row away, not taking our eyes off her. As I rowed around the small island in the lake, she lifted her arm in a strange wave. I was fuming. The kids were screaming. I rode around the island to get back to her ASAP. I threw my phone at my son to take pictures. She had, by then, resumed her creepy pose. As I got closer, she dropped to the ground and started scratching the ground. She then stood back up and walked a meter or so along the embankment, and then she was gone. I have 15 pictures of what I've just described. I sent them to Heaton Park Management, but they had no explanation. There's pictures. Check this out. They're not the best pictures. Oh, my God. Now, I want you to imagine her with black mouth, wide open. I see the face a I know. More, but it's very... And her scratching the ground. She's really pale, like white. Her legs are white. She's creepy looking, right? Her clothes are white. That's either some kind of prank or legitimately something really freaky. Well, I hope it's a prank just for the sake of it not being real. That no, probably no scarred her kids for life. I know. That's what prompted me to research for this episode yeah the arrival of the black-eyed children the couple in the report live in a rural and secluded area of vermont it's rural it was a stormy winter night and there was a fresh blanket of snow on the ground the victim was asleep when she was awoken by a banging on her front door knowing that it was snowing and the roads would be treacherous her first thought was that someone had been in an accident and had walked to their home for help She looked out the window and saw fresh footprints in the snow, and the motion light at their front door was on. She woke her husband up and sent him to see who was at the door. When I looked out the window, I could see that our motion spotlight was on. I could see that there were footprints in the snow, and that had come from our road and into our driveway, but there was no car anywhere. The snow was still covering the road, and no one had driven on it for at least a couple hours. Our front door was obscured 
from the window, but I could see that someone was standing there. I wasn't sure what to think, so I woke up my husband just to feel safer. While I was telling him what was going on with the banging on the door, it started again. And my husband went to answer it while I stood in the hallway. When he opened the door, there were two children standing in the snow looking toward the ground. They were dressed strangely, and they had odd haircuts. The girl's hair was very long and straight, and the boy had a dated haircut that looked like a bowl cut. They weren't dressed for winter, and my first thought was they must have been Mennonite children. But as far as I know, there was never any large community of Mennonites near us. Maybe I'm a cautious person, but opening my door to anyone banging on it at 2 a.m. in the middle of a snowstorm would make me more than a little wary. But they did, and found two kids, a boy and a girl that looked eight years old, standing on their porch, dressed oddly and with haircuts that were not the usual. The couple was hesitant about them. The children were very unnerving. They would not make eye contact, and when my husband asked them if everything was okay, they asked if they could come in. My husband looked at me, what do I do? And I asked the kids where their parents were. They'll be here soon, is all they said. Despite their reservations, the couple let them in and started doing what anyone would do if they found a couple kids in a snowstorm, making them something warm to drink and getting them comfortable until their parents got there. This is what they answered to the question that her husband had asked them. Our parents will be here soon. They spoke in a sing-songy voice. They weren't afraid to be in a stranger's home at all. This seems very unusual for a couple of kids that would expect to be cold, scared, and freaked out from being lost in a snowstorm. Even the cats don't like them. The whole situation was unnerving, and even the couple's cats were reacting to it. I started to notice that our cats, we had four, were all hiding, except Pigeon, who was in the kitchen with me. Normally, our cats are very curious and friendly, and we have to be careful that they don't run out of the door when we leave. This time, none of them even tried to see who was here, which I thought was very strange. All of the hair on Pigeon's neck was standing up, and his tail was puffed up while he looked in the living room. When I bent down to pet him and see what was wrong, he hissed and started growling and backed up until he hid himself under the kitchen island. I never seen him do that before. In the other encounters with black-eyed kids, we've heard of dogs reacting very badly, with the most aggressive running in fear from them. These cats seem to be picking up on the situation and avoiding these children. We will find out later that the cats had good reason to be wary of these children. The thing that I ponder is where the negative effects from being around BEKs take hold. Is it just an aura of dread and doom that surrounds them, or possibly looking in their eyes, imparting their curse on you? Up until this point, the children had been avoiding making eye contact, weird enough in and itself, but as she walked back into the living room, she locked eyes with them and saw that they were classic all-black eyes that are in the hallmark of black-eyed kids. Took everything inside me not to drop the mugs and run away. When they looked at me, their eyes were completely black. They had no whites, just giant black pupils. <laughs> Upon seeing her reaction to the eyes, the two children excuse themselves and go as a pair to the bathroom. I find this odd in and in itself and wonder if this wasn't their chance to go signal someone for a pickup. As soon as they leave and start talking about the kids, the husband spontaneously had a nosebleed. And it may coincide with my theory that they went to signal someone. The power goes out. I would be terrified. Right? <laughs> the power goes out. Like Being oh. from a rural area, I can attest that snow takes out power lines regularly. To lose power in a storm is common, but the timing is very coincidental. The woman had gone to get some tissue for her husband's nose and was just heading back to him when the power went out. In the dark, she found that the children were done in the bathroom. Unfazed by the dark, they just stood in the hall. This is something I can assure you isn't normal. 
I stopped dead in my tracks. The two children were standing at the end of the hallway. They weren't moving, and I had never been so scared in my whole life. They just stood there in the dark. After what felt like forever, the boy said, Our parents are here. And they walked to the door, opened it, and walked out, leaving it wide open. They rushed to close the door behind them and were taken aback at what they saw in the driveway. Apparently, the parents they had referred to were actually two mysterious men driving a black car. The men looked like they were wearing black-colored suits and were very tall, at least six feet. So they had the tall, like the Slender Man? Yeah. Or, or, or <laughs> Slender Man and Slender Woman were the parents? <laughs> well, there were two men, so you got to think maybe those are the men in black. I don't know. That's weird. Okay. When my husband waved at them, they just stared at us, got into the car, and drove off. After the black-eyed children left, the worst was not over. As with other close encounters of the BEKs, the negative effects are long-lasting. In the months that followed, one of her cats hemorrhaged and died in the house. The other cats have gone missing and presumably dead. Both she and her husband have continued to have nosebleeds. Eventually, he was also diagnosed as having an aggressive form of skin cancer. She does not go into detail, but claims to be in the worst state of health in her entire life. Is this just a coincidence, or were the BEKs admitting some sort of radiation? All of the symptoms for them and the cats would be consistent with some form of radiation poisoning. But then wouldn't the BEK's parents be affected as well? Could this be a part of the effects from being around the BEK's in general? It may be that simply being in their proximity is enough to curse you and that individual effects vary. That's one of the scariest stories I've ever heard. Uh, but I was thinking while you're telling the story, if children came to your door and like the woman said, you would instinctively want to take care of kids. And yeah. Maybe that's how they get in. Because of people's wanting to, to take help. care of kids. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's their easiest way. Let's look like kids so we can, it's an easy entrance, you know? Do you think they selectively pick people that would do that, maybe? I don't know. I mean, that's the part I don't know, you know, why that is happening to certain people. Yeah. There are people that have obsessions. You know, they're haunted all the time. They're being attacked all the time. There's things that happen to people for years. Yeah. You know, even some possessions of people can last almost their whole life they can't be free of it for some reason even if they get help so it's like why are certain people yeah. you know picked on for that's whatever true reason? And this is a reddit user called Faye 1991 and she wrote this in reddit i'm new here i actually created a reddit account so that i could share my story and get some opinions on it some background i'm a 26 year old mom wife and i work at a theater in tennessee i actually drive an hour to work because i love living in knoxville but the theater i work in is a big tourist destination in pigeon forge Anyway, this happened to me about three years ago at work. Because we have so many tourists, we have a timeshare booth that guests can visit. Annoying, I know. They have their own employees, and a lot of them rotate in and out or quit soon after because the job sucks. I was working a night shift, and we were about an hour away from seating the show. I was a clerk at this time. I'm a manager now. And I was on my way back from break. I'm approaching the ticket counter to go to the staff entrance, and I noticed this super tall, super skinny woman was talking to my coworker. Now, I'm 4 foot 11. So a lot of people seem tall to me, but this lady had to be pushing six foot. I noticed that my coworker looked very uncomfortable, so I stopped to see if everything was okay. I walked up to the window and this lady immediately turns around to face me. I stopped dead in my tracks. My heart skipped a beat. She had what looked like solid black watery eyes. They were the normal shape and everything, a little smaller than mine, but I couldn't see any white at all. I immediately understood why my friend seemed so uneasy. I also noticed this woman had the timeshare uniform on. And she looked very professional. She had reddish, blondish hair that was very dried out. 
like she had damaged it in some way. She smiled at me and started talking. The look she gave me was very predatory, kind of like a shark. Wow. <laughs> That's how it made me feel anyway. She said, wow, you must have to be super attractive to work here because you're beautiful. Then she smiled at me some more, never looking away. I didn't know what to say to her, so I just excused myself and went into the office. I felt very shaken, especially because she continued watching me until I was out of sight. I had just learned about black-eyed kids, but I had never heard of a black-eyed adult. I approached my friend and asked her if she's ever heard of the black-eyed kids. She said she had, but didn't say much else after that. I didn't see the woman for the rest of my shift. I got out of work at 11 p.m., so the parking lot was clear, other than a few random cars when I left. It was dark, but there were several lights on in the parking lot. So I don't usually get nervous going to my car alone. I couldn't believe what I saw when I got outside. There she was again, but this time she was with a group of fellow employees that just gathered around a single car at the beginning of the lot. I passed them, and they all immediately looked at me. She was the only one with black eyes but they were dead silent, and they all turned their heads together to watch me walk to my car and get in and drive away. She never stopped smiling at me, and they never stopped looking at me until I turned onto the main road. I never saw them actually talking to each other. This experience has been on my mind ever since, and I don't know what to make of it. I haven't seen this woman since. Never heard of that one. I never heard of black-eyed adults. No, but, you know, I'm not saying this is... Not a supernatural thing, but just a sidetrack. Not too long ago, I had seen a YouTube video where this guy, he was always featuring the latest eyeglassware, contact lenses, mm -hmm. things in the eye field. Yeah, I think he was actually an optometrist himself. You know how we have transition lenses, right? Yeah. They turn black. Mm -hmm. They have transition contact lenses now. He featured them on his they video. They turn black? Yes, your whole eye turns That's black. That's freaky. Yeah, I thought, wow. I'm like, you could really scare the okay. crap out of All people. All right, so yeah, you, you could... But she said those eyes were watery. That's kind of alienish to me. Yeah. The dried, scary red hair kind of freaks me out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but she, so they said she dressed professionally? Yeah. I don't know. So it's weird. kind of like Gabby's story, right? It's kind of like it didn't fit the exact profile, but there's something very odd about it. It's like they can't fully be human looking. You know, there's then, always something weird like crispy hair. But <laughs> <laughs> her walk to the, the parking lot was a very invasion of the body snatchers where they're all like staring at her. <laughs> <laughs> this one's by St. Lucius and he's a Reddit user. And he says in the title, my wife said that I should get this experience off my chest. I've spent several decades in the military intelligence community, so I didn't want to put out too much information about myself on a public forum. However, I'm curious if any other experiences overlap my own. We lived off base in this rundown community that looks like any other rundown community you find anywhere else next to a military installation. The apartment complex itself was nice by the standards of the rest of the buildings in our area. Of course, this is very military. At 0030 on a Friday morning, I was woken up by a series of knocks on my heavy wooden door. I have a rule. One series of knocks is just people messing with the neighbors, but if they really need something, they'll knock twice. Yep, there came the second series of knocks. I expected it to be by someone from work trying to get a hold of me, and my cell phone had died. It's happened before. I opened the door and stared down at this kid that I estimated to be in about six years old. There was so much about that kid that was bizarre. The eyes featured suggested in BK seemed kind of trivial. <laughs> 
I can't say with 100% confidence that his eyes were all black orbs. I just don't know because the rest of him was such a mess. The rest of his description is as follows. Clothing. Gray. Filthy hooded sweatshirt with hood up halfway and matching sweatpants. Shoes. Unremarkable. Skin complexion. For lack of a better phrase, I would say that he was extremely pale. Not clear if there were blemishes in the way of freckles on his skin or if he was just really dirty. Hair. Possibly reddish brown. Messy, dirty, short. His face was in this grimace of hatred. His expression was like someone who was sucking on the world's most sour candies. Here's the worst part of it. The body odor he was radiating was like something I have never smelled before or since. I've smelled decomposing bodies in war. The closest smell I can relate to was in ranger school. In RS, due to the lack of food and rest, often guys' bodies would start to consume muscle for energy. Combined with the lack of bathing opportunities, this creates an odor that is hard to stop. But this kid smelled like weaponized foulness. I asked, can I help you? In a voice flat, void of inflection, he said, My parents don't like you. I responded, um, what? He stated, You'll be okay if you give us something great. I slammed the door on him because I thought he was just screwing with me. He let out this, No! I could hear him on the other side throwing a tantrum like you see toddlers in the store when their parents won't let them have something. Definitely a very strange thing to do at midnight. However, kids running around the dilapidated neighborhood unsupervised was a pretty common occurrence. I just chalked it up to bad parenting. I showered and threw my clothes out because I didn't want that stench on me. I went back to bed because I had to be up again in a few hours. The strange thing is that stench didn't seem to linger. I saw this kid on three other occasions the second time I was going out to my car in the morning and he was standing in the parking lot glaring at me. When I came home, he was staring at me in the standing in the same spot. Then when I looked out the window hours later, he was still in that same spot glaring at me with that same sneer. I asked my wife what she made of him and she said he wasn't bothering anything, which was a pretty low bar for that neighborhood. Kids would often run around vandalizing people's vehicles and apartments. I thought about calling authorities. However, what was I going to say? There's this weird kid. He might need help because he's weird and he stinks. The truth is that I hated this kid. Now, I have three kids of my own, so I don't just out hate other kids. However, I hated this one. I hated the smell. I hated that he existed. I felt like he was trying to target and bully me for some reason. No, I did not want to help this kid. Also, I had these paranoid thoughts of if this kid hates me as much as I hate him, He's going to lie to the cops and tell them I had harmed him. It could affect my security clearance. It's best just to ignore him and this will all go away. One time I saw him interacting with kids outside, so I know he wasn't a figment of my imagination. However, he didn't play with them like normal kids. This girl would come up and grab him by the arm and he would just stand there and glare at her. There were kids running around him and he just stared at them with that grimace. My wife wanted me to share this experience that I had back in 2011. At the time, I worked in the office of a regional command, J2. I've been read into various truly bizarre government programs. However, thinking about it, I still don't know what to make of this kid. Maybe someone knows more about this kid or has had a similar experience. Now, they're very similar and very scary. This is also back in the 90s. A friend of my mom's, my mom started homeschooling my brother for a short time and she wanted to connect with a network of homeschoolers, so she met this woman. I can't remember her name. And she lived like, I don't know, 25 minutes away from us out in the country. She was claiming that she was having problems in her house, and she wanted some help. And they were they were very religious, too, Catholic people. And they, you know, we all have, if you're practicing your faith, you have access to holy, you know, like sacramentals, like holy water, whatever. But my dad insisted that 
we come over to the house and then maybe bless it with some water. And she was all for that. She was glad they were going to come over and visit. And she was a woman that collected a lot of antique stuff. She liked everything old. So like the couches in her house were, look like they're from the 19, early 1900s, but like refurbished. So they were nice. And so she told us of a story that happened to her there. And this is, I think, was the breaking point for her where she wanted to get something done. It was in the middle of the night and she was sleeping. And you know how your children often will come into your bedroom, either want to sleep with you or complain there's something wrong, like, you know, I can't sleep or there's a monster in my room or whatever. So she sees her daughter, you know, a little girl, like four or five years old, comes into the bedroom and she wakes up and looks at her and she's like, honey, what do you want? And she kept on going, mommy, 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 mommy. She starts screaming it and then poof, she disappeared. And it was not her daughter. Did it have black eyes? That I don't remember so long ago if she described like black eyes, but she said it looked identical to her daughter. That is so It was crazy. her daughter's voice. Doppelganger. Well, I think it was demonic. I mean, yeah. they were having weird, you know, I don't know if do- doppelgangers are demonic. Mine was. You had a doppelganger. Remember? My mom was telling me the story about how I walked through the house, but it wasn't me on pack. Oh, yes. That's right. And I didn't look at her. I just looked straight ahead and kept walking. That's right. A spirit was imitating you or a yeah, demonic. a demonic probably. I don't know if a spirit would do that. Yeah, no, I don't think a spirit would do that. But it's still creepy. It's along the BEK line. But it must be terrifying to see your imitate your child. I'm sure she probably ran to her daughter's bedroom to see if she was okay. Yeah. But that would freak the hell out of me. Oh, you'd have nightmares forever. You'd have PTSD. Yeah, they moved from there. <laughs> it would do. By the way, yeah. <laughs> I have another story, and it involves another military person, so that's a little weird. Um, This one's coming in at 2018. You'd be hard-pressed to find anyone who's tougher than a U.S. Marine. These soldiers are trained in combat, survival, and face the threat of imminent bodily harm or death. But perhaps they're not quite prepared when it comes to encounters of the unknown. He had an unexpected and altogether unnerving experience with the mysterious phenomenon of the black-eyed people. To make it even worse, these black-eyed entities appeared to be small kids. This is the Marine's story. I'm a Marine stationed at Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. I live in the infantry barracks off the river road. I recently had a rather strange encounter with a pair of black-eyed kids. I live on the third floor of the barracks that have open walkways on the outside and the rooms on the inside. This happened on a weekend back in November 2009. It was a weekend, so almost every Marine was out, either home, drinking, or sleeping. Only a handful were left in the barracks awake. I'd stayed in that weekend because I was broke and I had no money to go out. I was watching a movie when I heard a knock at my door. Figuring it was my roommate who lost his key again, I went and opened it. Instead of a drunken roommate, I found two little kids standing on the walkway. Only these kids freaked the hell out of me. I don't know what it was about them. But as a Marine, we're always told to listen to that little voice in your head because it just might save your life from an IED, which is an improvised explosive device. Right then, that voice was screaming at me to shut the door and lock it. There was also the fact that these kids had absolutely pitch black eyes. I mean, no white or any other color to them whatsoever, just black. But I pushed those things aside and asked them what they were doing there so late. They responded by saying that it was really cold out and they wanted to come in and read. I was confused as hell because I've never met a kid that wants to read. Also, there was no mention of any parents or anything else you'd expect a lost couple kids to say. I couldn't take my eyes off their pitch black eyes. It was like they were sucking me in. I felt horrible and was suddenly frightened for my life. Like I needed to immediately take cover. 
They just stared at me with those goddamn eyes. I took a quick look up and down the walkway to see if any other Marines were out, but there was nobody in sight. I turned back to the kids who I noticed had taken a step forward towards me. I got the feeling like I was being hunted, like these kids were predators. Hey, there's that word again, predator. And out for their next meal or something. Instinct gave way to reason, and I decided to listen to that voice and shut the door and lock it. I heard soft, constant knocking for the next five minutes before I heard my window rattle. And then nothing. I went down to the officer on duty the next morning and asked him about it, and he said he hadn't heard or seen any kids in the area at all, and dismissed it, saying that I'd probably had too much to drink last night. Only... I hadn't been drinking at all or anything like it that night. I don't know what or who those kids were, but I doubt any families here would let their kids wander around at night on a military base. Woo! Scary. Another military base, too. (laughs) It's just like, oh, my God. What do you do, man? What do you do? In 1998, the first reports of black-eyed children began to surface online, with appearances cited in Albaline, Texas, and Portland, Oregon. For the next two decades, the reports of creepy children began to appear in frightening stories that permeated the internet, books, and even films. But despite theories of alien-human hybrids, evil origins, and other attempts at digging up the truth, one question has always remained. Who are the parents of the black-eyed kids? Now, a woman has come forward with her own encounter from the 90s that might just answer that question. Her story is one of the few I've come across and involves black-eyed adults and falls perfectly into the timeline that sparked the arrival of the black-eyed kids. Melissa S. writes in with the story from Pennsylvania. Oh boy, that's awful close. (laughs) (laughs) Years ago when I was a child, I was selling Girl Scout cookies around my neighborhood. Back then, parents were more relaxed and didn't mind a child going door-to-door on their own as much as they do today. That's true. I lived in a safe neighborhood where nothing really happened. I was going house to house, but I wasn't having much luck. I saw this red car pull up in the driveway, so I ran to catch them as they exited the car. I was desperate to make some sales. I saw that there were three of them, and they got out of the car. Two elderly people, one male, one female, and then a third person was a young woman in her 30s. The elderly people saw me and got really excited from far away. I thought, their eyes looked black. But I assumed it was just because of the distance between us. I didn't make anything out of it, but I thought something was off about them. And when they started excitingly running up to me, I put a smile on my face and said hello as they were running. But my smile turned to an expression of horror when they came right up by me and I saw that their eyes were pitch black. They had no whites in their eyes. They looked down at me with huge smiles on their faces. I just froze in place with fear. They looked at each other for a second and the woman said something I couldn't understand to the black-eyed man. They looked right back at me. They were slightly bent down and just right in my face. The woman who was with them ran up, took their arms to pull them away, and sincerely apologized. She said, I'm so sorry, and hurried them inside. As soon as she took them and went towards the house, I became unfrozen and ran almost all the way back home. 
When I slowed down, I started to feel bad. I rationalized to myself that maybe they had some kind of disorder that made them that way. I mean, they did behave like two-year-olds. I tried looking it up years later, attempting to find a disorder that matched what I had seen, but I couldn't find anything. Still, I thought maybe it was just a rare disorder, and that's why I couldn't find anything. It wasn't until a few years ago, when I found out about black-eyed children from a friend, did I realize that what I experienced was probably supernatural. This raises so many questions. Who were those people? Why did they have black eyes? And why was that woman caring for them like they couldn't care for themselves? If all these theories that these black-eyed people are really alien human children, then what are they doing living in a human neighborhood? Maybe the combination messed up their genes and made these two mentally ill? I'll never know really what they were and why a normal lady cared for them. It makes you wonder what people know that we don't. That's scary too. Oh my, <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I know. Imagine like you're like this very lonely like housewife mom or whatever, and the two black eyed kids come to your door. Yeah. But they don't really scare you. Decide to take care of them. <laughs> I don't think that would happen. Yeah, the parents sound pretty bad there too, and like the parents of. The two kids that look like Mennonites or whatever. Yeah. They sounded like the Slenderman story. <laughs> yeah. Kind of weird. I mean, it, there's Tom all this weird paranormal Black. mixture. Chris and her husband were traveling on I-75 in Michigan when they made a routine stop at a rest area. Coming out of the women's room, Chris came face to face with a thin, dark-haired woman with black eyes staring directly at her. I instantly felt a terrible sense of dread, as though there was something deeply unnatural about her, Chris says. The eyes were completely black. I saw no color whatsoever and no pupils. I felt extremely strong need to get away from her as quickly as possible, as there was something quietly threatening about her. Her stare was devoid of any emotion other than something very cold and disconnected. We see dark-eyed people all the time, but Chris feels that there was something really strange about this particular woman. My instant and unwavering feeling during this whole experience was that she was not human. There also was something almost predatory about her, as the though third she, time. yeah, as though she was homing in on prey again, while she stood there so still. And again, this is a woman. I also had a strange sense of her feeling superior or stronger in some way. It seemed important for some unknown reason for me to act unaffected by her while in her presence. I felt a huge sense of relief as I got back into the car and left. Superior, predatory. At the apartment building. T is a 47-year-old apartment manager in Portland, Oregon. I, I, you know, the Pacific Northwest is starting to freak me out more and more between <laughs> the black-eyed people and the uh, 411 cases. Yeah. Anyway, after 20 years on the job, she's used to meeting people of every age, color, race, and description. But she'd have a hard time convincing her that the young man who came to her door one day was normal. He was a young boy, about 17 or 18 approximately. He asked me about an open apartment for rent. I remember feeling very scared and shaken by his appearance. He did not look weird by his dress or such. It was his eyes. I remember feeling the hair on the back of my neck stand up, and I was shaking just from looking in his eyes. Like Chris, T also felt that deep sense of malevolence. I could not look him straight in the eyes, she said. I felt like I was about to die. Now, some people may think that I was just overreacting or something, but the eyes were completely black, like there was no real pupil. He spoke normally to me, but I just had to shut the door in his face and get as far from him as I could. I felt like I was in extreme danger. Are the eyes really black or are the pupils open so wide that they obliterate the irises and make the eyes appear black? In the darkness, the pupils open very wide or dilate to allow as much light in as possible. But the boy that T met was standing in the daylight. 
some drugs can also dilate the pupils. According to health grades, other causes of pupil dilation can include emotion, medication, eye drops, and brain injuries. Is it possible that the boy inquiring about the apartment just used eye drops or drugs? Of course, any of those causes are possible. Again, however, those who encounter the black-eyed people cannot shake the menace that they instantly feel from them. It's as if they're just not their eyes that are dark, but their whole beings, their souls are enveloped in darkness. When people see the eyes, are they solid? Like there's no white whatsoever, almost like the whole eyeball is black? Yeah. That's that's way scarier. That's I mean, what I'm saying. I've seen people with really dark, Me dark too. brown eyes. Yes. And then their pupils make them look dark, but they're tra- they don't have that dark feeling coming from them. They don't look scary, just their natural dark brown. I have a cousin who has black almost black eyes but there's a little bit of white around the sides and i remember when he was a baby i'd mm-hmm. look at him and think wow his eyes are freaking weird mm-hmm. <laughs> but your cousin be listening to yeah. this like i heard you talking about me back are you an alien no <laughs> but as he he kind of grew out of it i think it was just the baby thing i don't, I don't know it was really weird but this one's called in the coffee shop Missy will never forget the black aura of the stranger at Starbucks. It was a cold November day when she stopped at the coffee shop for hot tea. She ordered a drink and was reorganizing her purse when she felt someone staring at her. I turned around to give whatever to the perv that I assumed was watching me, and the smart Alec remark died in my mouth as I caught sight of him. I did not see anything unusual in his manner of dress. It was his eyes and the aura coming off him that scared me. The eyes, blacker than black, no white at all, wall-to-wall black, and I just felt darkness around him and evil. As I looked in his eyes, I somehow knew that he was not a human soul occupying that body. And I felt that he knew that I knew that he was not human. Not human. That phrase comes up again and again out of these encounters. It's not just a fear of uneasiness they get from someone who appears violent or crazy or just plain creepy. We have all come across people like that, but to have the profound sense that someone is not human, that's something entirely different. Knocking at the door. Adele was at home when she Hello. had her. <laughs> How are you? Were you knocking at my door? <laughs> Adele was at home when she was. <laughs> Adele was at home when she had her experience with the beings. More unnerving, perhaps. They were small children. I was sitting in my bedroom reading a book, Adele says, when at about 11 p.m. I heard a knocking, a slow, constant one. See, that's what gets me is this. That's the scariest part. I, think. I know. <laughs> I got up out of bed to see what it was. I looked out at the window and to my surprise saw two children. I opened the window to ask them what they wanted at this time of night. And they replied by simply saying, let us in. I said no and asked what for. We want to use your bathroom. I was quite shocked that children about 10 years old wanted to use a stranger's bathroom at this time of night. I told them no. I closed the window. But I looked at them through the glass. I glanced at their eyes and I had never ever seen eyes like that they were black completely black i got the feeling of evil and unhappiness it surrounded me it was horrible all these stories make me want to bless my door every day (laughs) please don't come all these stories make me never want to answer the door again it's really really scary it is especially in the middle of the night i i think i would have a heart attack if i heard anyone knock at my door in the middle of the night because my hallway's dark we don't leave the light on i wouldn't be able to see through the peephole and I, then I would think, how did someone get into my apartment? You know, I first I would think it was either my brother or a neighbor, but it would still, it would still scare me. This one's going to scare you. Oh, great. This one's called The Boy by the Truck. 
On March 17, 2008, a 12-year-old boy had bone-chilling experience in an outlet parking lot. While waiting in his mother's truck for his mother to finish getting a haircut, he saw a boy walking across the parking lot. Thinking it was a friend from school, the boy banged on the window until the other boy turned. Realizing it wasn't his friend, the boy in the truck watched in confusion as the strange kid walked up and stared through the window. The boy caught one glance at the other boy's solid black eyes and knew he was staring into the face of evil. You must let me in, the black-eyed boy demanded. Panicked, the boy in the car crouched under the glove compartment. After several minutes, the black-eyed boy finally disappeared. When the boy's mother returned to the truck, she informed her son that the black-eyed child had come into the salon demanding the keys to her vehicle. Thankfully, the boy's mother did not give in. Manipulation! Yeah. Bumps in the night. One night, a man was dozing in his spare bed in his infant daughter's room when he heard a strange bump outside his house. Initially, the man thought nothing of it, believing it to be the family cat, but the thumps continued. The man checked the porch, but the cat was nowhere to be found. He then walked into the kitchen and found two figures loitering outside his front door. They knocked on the door. Both were boys around 10 or 11 and gave off a pungent, moldy odor. May we use your telegraph? One of the boys said, looking up at the man. To his horror, the man realized both boys had eyes that were completely black. Ignoring the odd remark about a telegraph, the man told the boy he didn't have service in his house and shut the door. As the man slowly made his way back to his daughter's room, the two boys thumped on the walls. The man clutched his daughter to his chest as the boys incessantly knocked against the window. Their eerie eyes and awful persistence made the man too scared to fall asleep. He remained crouched on the floor of the room for several hours fighting to ignore the knocks that occurred every couple of minutes. The moment his wife's alarm clock went off, however, the knocking ceased, and the black-eyed children were nowhere to be seen. Wow, very frightening. He said they smelled moldy? Yeah. I recall hearing, is it, who's the one that wrote the book Communion? Was that Whitley Strieber? Yeah. He talked about that. Well, I thought he said cinnamon, kind of like putrid cinnamon. I I remember hearing one time he said it smelled kind of like woodsy, moldy, Smell. I bet you it's just a combination of that. Yeah. Like putrid patchouli. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. I'm never going outside (laughs) again. I'm bolting the doors. You're staying in. I say we get those contacts, Becky, that change just like transitions lens. And we should put them in when we go camping with the girls. Well, we could do that. But I'm thinking if black eyed kids come to our door and we have black eyes. Oh, they'll think we're one of them? Yeah. And they'll just be like, oh, sorry, we thought you were somebody else. What, what if they say, can we come and use your phone? We will go, can we come out and use your phone? <laughs> Halloween. This is so funny. I never heard of BEKs before my incident. So I come on here to post my story. And the first story I see is about a BEK. Weird. Let me preface this by saying I'm no means a writer, just a domestic engineer living in North Texas. Also, I don't believe in the paranormal, ghosts, demons, aliens, whatever. However, I did have an event happen to me this Halloween. I have to admit, it has me scratching my head. This is my first post on Reddit, and sorry to say I've never heard about it until yesterday. I told my best friend about my incident, and she's an avid reader of No Sleep, and she told me if I didn't post it, she would. So here I am. Hope you like it. 
It had been a slow trick-or-treat night in our neighborhood that evening, which is pretty odd in itself. We usually have kids from different areas dropped off in ours and have a constant parade at our door. That night, I'd say we had no more than 8 to 10 groups of kids come by the entire night. It was about 9.30 p.m. and my husband and I were sitting in our family room watching some of those ghost shows based on supposedly actual events. Like I said, I don't believe in that stuff, but I do like a good ghost story now and then, and it was Halloween and all. We hadn't had any activity at the door in over a half hour, and it was getting late, so we decided to turn off the porch light and let our dog Chloe out of her crate. Chloe is an American bulldog and is very docile. We only put her in her crate because we were afraid she would try and get out to play with all the kids, and I didn't want to have to chase her down the street. Also, we didn't want her to scare any of the kids because she would look a little intimidating to little kids. So I turned the outside light off to let Chloe out, and she followed me back to the couch and laid down at my feet. It was getting close to 10 p.m. when my husband decided he'd had enough fun for the night and he was going to go upstairs, take a shower, and get ready for bed. After all, it was a Thursday and he still had to get up early the next day. My teenage son was out with his friends at a local haunted house and wasn't expected home for another hour or so, so that left me alone on the couch with Chloe. Now, just because I don't believe doesn't mean those shows don't freak me out a little bit, and being alone, watching, I'd have to say I was kind of on edge, as it were. It wasn't long after I heard the upstairs water for the shower turn off when there came a... at the front door. My initial reaction was, what the hell, really? It's almost ten, go home. But soon, an uneasy feeling came over me. Why the knock? Our doorbell glows in the dark, and without the porch light, it would be extra obvious to anyone there. I paused. I couldn't really just ignore it. Our front door had been a big beveled glass panel, and anybody right at the door could see in enough to see that someone was in the family room watching TV. It would be pretty rude for me to just sit there and not answer it. Again at the door. I glanced down at Chloe, and she was gone. My gaze followed her usual path to the front door, expecting her to be on the way there as she normally does nothing. She wasn't there. I stood up to look around the room better and found her, crouching by the back door like she was wanting out. However, she never asks to go out like that. She always comes and licks my hand or puts her head on my knee. This was totally out of character for her. And I have to say, it heightened my anxiety. Chloe, crate, I said. She just turned back, looked at me like, hell no, lady, I ain't moving. I yelled up to my husband, but if he was already in the shower, I knew that there was no chance of him hearing me. About that time, a car drove down the street and cast just enough light on the door to where I could see the silhouettes of two small children through the glass. I instantly felt relief. It was just some kids, probably a couple of my neighbors on their way back home, that wanted to stop by and show me their costume or something. I headed to the door and I looked back to make sure Chloe wasn't going to follow. What a great watchdog, I thought to myself, as she just sat there. I turned on the porch light when I got to the door, and sure enough, I could see through the glass that it was a couple of pretty small kids. A little late for such young ones, I thought, and I began to wonder about what kind of parents would let their kids run the streets that late at night. I only opened the door enough to where I could block Chloe's escape if she decided to grow some balls, which was only about two feet. What struck me immediately as odd was the kids weren't wearing any costumes. They were in normal street clothes. Also, no customary trick-or-treat either. I began to feel very uneasy again. It was a girl and a boy. The girl to my left was older, I'd say about 11 or 12. I could tell she was blonde, but I couldn't make out any distinct features, as our lights are from high above on the columns on the front porch. 
So most of the light that was coming was from behind them. I had not opened the door wide enough for any light from inside to hit them directly. The boy was younger and about a foot shorter, I'd say eight or nine, and looked to have light brown hair. The girl very politely spoke, Ma'am, can we please come inside and use your phone to call our mom? As she spoke, something in the pit of my stomach was telling me something was wrong. What kid, even at the age, doesn't have a cell phone of their own these days? I couldn't remember the last time I'd had anybody ask to use my home phone. Um, hon, don't you have a phone of your own you can call your mom on, I asked. This was when things got really weird. Both kids turned to look at one another like they were going to say something to one another, but neither of them even spoke. They both turned back to me. And the girl said, Ma'am, my cell phone battery doesn't have any charge left in it. Can we please come inside and call our mother? We're alone out here and my brother's scared. I have to admit, there were two competing feelings going on inside me. The first, that of a mother that wanted to help these two small children to get their mom. The other, a sinking fear in my gut that was keeping the other feeling at bay. It was then that I noticed during the short conversation I already opened the door a few extra inches which I was completely unaware of doing, I stopped. Honey, why don't you give me your mother's number and I can call her myself? Another pause, and again looked at one another. After a short moment, they turned back to me and the girl said, Ma'am, my little brother has to use your bathroom. Can we please come inside while you call our mom? And with that last statement, the little girl moved closer to the door, like she was just going to walk in on by me. As she did, she stepped into the light coming from inside the house, and I got my first real good look at her, solid jet black eyes. That's all I could see. That motherly instinct was gone. And I replaced... <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa! Boom! Close the door. <laughs> and replaced by terror. I don't even think I've ever felt that in my life. I could feel every hair on my arms and back of my neck standing at attention. I closed the door to where just my face was able to stick out. The little girl stopped again and pleaded, Please, ma'am, we're really scared and alone out here. We have to come inside. Please help us. Please help us. Then, like on cue, both kids began to whimper and cry. That's when the fear took over and I shut and locked the door. I'll call your mom if you give me the number, I shouted through the door, but I'm not letting you in my house. I could still see them stand there on the porch, just staring at me through the beveled glass pane. Part of me wanted to run upstairs to my husband, but the bigger part didn't want to lose track of where they were. That would have freaked me out even more not to know where they were. After what seemed like forever, but probably only a few seconds, I decided I'd call my neighbor that lives across the street. As I made my way to the side table by our couch to my phone, I glanced back at the door. Chloe was nowhere to be found. We later found her in the guest room under the bed. When I got to my phone and started to look for his contact info, it was only then that the kids stepped away from the door and began to walk into the street. As they did, I walked to the door to get a better look to see where they went. If you get close enough to the glass, you can see out enough to make out people's shapes, but you can't see much detail. Of course, standing that close to the door would make you pretty obvious to anyone looking in. From the door, I could see that the kids were still standing under the street lamp nearest to my house, staring at me. As I lifted my phone to my ear after calling, only then did the kids start walking down the street. I met my neighbor out under the lamp once he was there, but the kids were nowhere to be seen. Like I said, I, I don't believe in any of this stuff, and I've never had 
even heard about black-eyed kids before talking to my friend, what I really think, what I have to think, is that these kids were just out yanking people's chains on Halloween night. But I will say this for them. They were good. Really good. They scared the shit out of me and my dog. That was by Sarah Beth Eleven. I don't think that they were kids playing a prank. That's too scary. I think when your senses and you feel the fear. Uh, I've never played. Look, I've never been that ballsy as a kid to do something like oh, that. I know. And, and to keep it going, you know. Like I'd do that to friends. I was always, if I did a trick, I'd always make sure, oh, I'm just joking. Or yeah. I'm tricking. You know, it was never like a Did fall. you ever do that to older people, though, that no. you didn't? That you didn't know and just no. go to their porch and be like, you know, oh, let me in. No, I would be terrified to go to a stranger's house. You know, like as kids, you're always told don't talk to strangers and unless you absolutely need help, I guess. But right. Who would just go up to a person's well, house? She said that that girl was trying to walk in to the house. Yeah, it's the same she... story. The one story where the kids did come in mm -hmm. and then their slender parents picked them up later. <laughs> <laughs> the slender parents. <laughs> That's the only story where, you know, someone came in. I would love to hear someone's testimony, okay, and invited them in, and then was there any consequences afterwards? I feel like they're out there, but there were so many stories that I just, I got overloaded, and plus I started freaking out. It's not one of my favorite, and that and the shadow people. Yeah, I'm not a fan. And the 411 stories, that, I have a hard time listening to those now. I, I find them fascinating, but I was getting into it so much listening to it and, and then I was starting to get paranoid about right it. and then I'm thinking about all my you know little nieces and nephews and I kept playing in my head like Dan don't take them to the woods right. we'll never ever go camping again period well not without a home with a roof and walls no I and... mean like traditional camping yeah, yeah I will never do that again. yeah I definitely need a door with a lock because between Bigfoot aliens and black eyed kids it's, <laughs> it's a nightmare out there guys <laughs> we're in 2021 <laughs> Well, folks, there you have it. B-E-Ks, B-E-C's, B-E-P's, B-E elderly. <laughs> They're out there. B-E geriatric. If any kids come to your house, ask to come in. Don't let them in. But if they have a pizza, let them in. Let them in. Let them in. Pizza gets, gets you right in. To the spirit podcast. Supernatural science. I'm ghost. Psychic. Mystic Spirit Divine Source Heaven The Dead It's magic, magic, magic